of Dual Alliance with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where we discuss everything, the challenge. We are back for the finale, like the finale, 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 finale of season 38, Ride Eyes. We've on to the reunion part two, where we had some interesting topics that came up and discoveries. And we're going to discuss because I feel like it's a lesson in just learning how to be kind to people, regardless of whatever you think of them. It was a lot to take in. And then there's also the back end of things that were discussed where people really show their true character. And I feel like that's also something that we need to discuss because it just got very nasty in these streets. And some people need to retire. Anissa, continue. And, and take a break. <laughs> Tori. <laughs> so we start this reading back off of where we left last week with Maria asking the cast if anyone feels bad about rooting against Turbo. She was met with a lot of not reallys from Nani. Devin said whatever. And there are a plethora of no's. And she said that Turbo was going to be there in person, but couldn't make it, so he made a video. He opens the said video <laughs> with, welcome to the Karma Cafe. Goes on to call Devin useless. Said Toy should make two accounts for each face. Uh, said Nelson is smarter when he doesn't speak. And said Nani gets cheaper. He closed out his video saying, if you call yourself challenger, then I'm in the challenge. And he said he will take out the trash of Devin, Jordan, and Bananas. Innocent. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the video was funny. It was lighthearted. It was Turbo. I think when we see Turbo not being such a hard ass, like when he's not as serious and he's joking around, but He's being like semi-serious, but there's jokes and sarcasm tossed on top of it. I feel like that's the best version of Turbo, and I absolutely enjoyed the video. I think the comment of Nani being cheap was, it was a hard dig. Like, I feel like everyone else got light. Like, they got off easy with the comments, and then Nani being called cheap. Listen, it's no, it's no secret that I don't really, she's not my favorite. So I'm not going to cape, but the comment was like, uh, that was like a lot of shade being thrown, but Turbo was funny and I enjoyed the video thoroughly and I wish that he would return, but I don't know how likely that's going to be if the same ensemble vet cast is going to be on the show. Yeah. And Nani had made the comments like he wouldn't have won that money that the show if it wasn't for her. Ma'am, the delusion. Like, y'all, y'all was a solid partnership for a bit on that season. But however, once the time was up, he did that himself. And he won that money himself. Not you. Him. 
I get it. That was your partner. You turned on that man. You don't you you had a kinship with him at one point. But now you don't. And now you have felt the wrath of him. So I see why the day was like mad personal. <laughs> but I'm just like, ma'am, get a grip. So yeah. Tori did say she was a fan though of Turbo. <laughs> she wants to work with him. Like, all right. Like you're laughing at this. Like, yeah, he's a good guy. I would work with him. Sure. She'd just be saying whatever. Next. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then we go into a segment I call, Is This Friends or The Challenge? And we get into different segments of different people, starting with Mariah and Fessy. She took him to task real quick about how he treated her and how he implied that she turned on him during the season. She told him, like, she now sees who he really is after she was trying to really slay people about who she thought he was from her perspective. And what if she said all in all that she would have respected if he told her straight up, like, his gripes instead of just going behind her back and being trying to be slick. I think that's who Fessy is, so I don't know what she really expected. And I think that I'm glad that she saw it quick and has learned from everything that he's shown her and she's actually believing it rather than blindly following him still and being like, Oh, well, I feel like he can, you know, change or he's different or it's because it's me and we're friends. Like, no, she took him at face value, which I can respect Mariah for that because a lot of people don't seem to do that at points in this game with certain people. And I think that when they show their true colors, you believe them. And especially when he brought her on to the show and has her in this environment and then goes behind her back and tells Norris, who's also a rookie, like, not my problem, not my partner when she's sick and, you know, things like that. And just funny comments that really are unnecessary. And it's who he is at his core. Like as much as he wants to try to clean up, clean it up and make him seem like he's the good guy and he can apologize and all the other stuff. The bottom line is that's who you are. You said it in the first place. And I'm glad that Mariah is taking it for what it is. And Narice being a snitch is funny to me because, girl, at the same time, <laughs> you was talking about another person and you got called out and your face was looking stuck on stupid when they called you out of, about talking about, we'll, we'll, we'll get to her. But yes. <laughs> I, I, I give it to Narice. She, 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 she captained another part of the show. But she ain't cap on that because he didn't really had no rebuttal for her when he said, "No, you told me this," and he was like, "Like he just he just looked very stuck on stupid." Yeah, I'm like, we have witnesses, sir. There is another person present. <laughs> like you can't slide out of it. Not everybody lying on you. So, but also in in, in the midst of her moment of truth, Mariah also took Anissa to task about how. Anissa knew that she didn't like her. They, that was known between both of them. Anissa immediately jumped up and tried to pop off on her. And I'm like, ma'am, own it. Like, don't have to go back and forth with the girl. Like, and I am proud of Mariah for like sticking to her guns and really like standing her truth about Anissa. Because we've heard the same things over and over about Anissa and her treatment of other people. And I'm glad that Mariah um, addressed it with her. I think for sure, because we, it's not, we've heard it. We've seen it with Anissa. So this is not something that's just 
secondhand information that we keep getting after the fact. Like we've seen it firsthand with Anissa treating people nasty and, you know, being just a nasty woman. Like the, the spirit ain't right. Some, 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 some ain't right, like around her. Cause I like Anissa, but at the same time, she has a lot of a lot of personality traits and a lot of characteristics that are just disgusting and they contradict everything that she says out her mouth. And because it's like you do one thing and you and you act another way, I'm gonna go off of how you act rather than what you say because your actions are speaking louder than your words. So definitely shout out to Mariah for standing up for herself and saying that to Anissa and standing her ground on it. And it is what it is on Anissa. I'm I'm over her. Yeah, and I saw someone tweet like it's it's funny, but not funny how her and Gisela like parted ways as friends, and Anissa's only actual friend in the last twenty years is now Tori, someone who she also beefs with early on. So it's very funny how things happen. But you know, people just stick together and for convenience, I would say. And then since we already touched on Fessy liking shady things about the not my, my partner, not my problem thing, we're going to move on because he gave a bad apology because he's trying to do the same thing over and over again. Then we go to Michelle and her instance of crying to Nani and the uh, deliberation, calling her her sister, which all of us, like Maria said, like we're all confused. Like, where did this kinship happen? And Nani said that they had some sort of connection of talking about familial loss and um she admitted that she was numb to michelle um when she did that and michelle also admitted that it was her own spiral and she called that moment very embarrassing on her end i get it because it's on tv and it will live forever in television world it is embarrassing because where did that even come from but the context is okay you know with them bonding over their grief i get it but at the same time, in that context of playing the game, like, no. The crying, the calling her your sister, like, I just feel like she really took whatever relationship that they had, whether it was just cordial and bonding over grief or whether it was more personable and they were talking with each other every day. I think that she just took that relationship way too serious more than Nani did, clearly. And Nani apologized for her reaction or her non-reaction to her in that moment. But I just think that Michelle needs to really grasp what was happening because as much as she apologized to her, she should never look at her in the same way as she did in that moment calling her her sister. Like, uh, you don't know that lady too well. Clearly. You only know her a whole season. <laughs> One whole season. <laughs> y'all do each other. Immediately, y'all become sisters. I don't know how that works in the past couple months, but I get yeah. I get them bonding over grief, and I don't yeah. know what their relationship was behind that, and what they talked about, and how they talked. Like, yeah. I I get that can be a the, a thing with them bonding, but at the same time, I feel like she took that and brought it into the game, and she needs to separate the two because they're not the same. Yeah, like I was thinking that same thing when you were talking to them. Like, okay, y'all are just cordial. Let's just put it at that. And whatever y'all have going on outside this game, don't bring it in. Never bring personal stuff that has nothing to do with this game in the game because it's going to get mixed up. So glad that Michelle learned from it and they're good now. So 
that's A plus for them. We did get to a fan question where they've asked if women in the house were talking to Horacio. It was because Fessy didn't have time for them. And Horacio had a response and said that that was hilarious. He was laughing the whole time about it. Like, and he was like, if I'm boyfriend number two, then I'm at, well, I'm actually the number one draft pick. Like, he found it funny. And I, I like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that math, though. The, that, I mean, it can be true that you like your second, your, you, I mean, okay, I, I kind of see, because you can like your side piece more than you like your main, because obviously they're there on the side. But I just would not, I, why would you want to be number two? And, and to all people, Fessy. Yeah, no. that, that's what you lose me. That's what we gotta stop laughing. All jokes are off. Like, it's nothing funny about that. I don't know. He he flipped it with the number of draft pick because like people actually like Horacio. He's a stand more of a stand up guy than Fessy. Absolutely. With women. Um, or I think with people in general. That too, yes. Like yes. he's just a people <laughs> person. Like he he's kind. Yeah. He atones for his things too. We'll get to that a little bit later. And then we got more of the Tori and Jordan storyline, this time featuring the habitual side chick, Reese. And when they showed Tori crying at a bar, that still made me cringe. So I'm like, you should never cry with your ex in a bar. That's just me. Well, she was drunk, so <laughs> that can explain the tears. Two, I just don't care about the storyline anymore. And Reese apologized for messing with Jordan and... I think that in the moment they doubled down on the messing around because they just didn't really care. And now in hindsight, they see that it was messed up that they did it in front of her because they were in a communal space with her. However, it's just like, it is what it is. It happened. Let's just move on. I don't care for Narice. I don't care for Jordan. And I don't care for Tori. All right. We're going to move on. There's nothing else Period. to be said. <laughs> And then we got into the rest of the, all the different hookups from obviously Johnny and Arisa's airport smooch to Whirl and Horacio's fling, a bit of Ryan Bananas, um, Nelson and Olivia, and Fessy's harem featuring Laurel, Michelle, Colleen, and Annalise. <laughs> <laughs> what she said, Annalise, you, I thought she was talking about Annalise Keaton until she showed. Miss Teresa Judice Jr. I said, I forgot this girl was on the show. Again, another person, a blast from the past. I just, I, I couldn't, like, the context of how long the season was always is just reminding me at every point in time watching the reunion and them just gathering clips. Like, Anna freaking Lease, bro. Like, and she wasn't even at the reunion. Her nor Tommy. They didn't invite them because they didn't give nothing. That's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, also Colleen and Kim weren't there either. So. Yeah, I, and I would have, I wouldn't have mind Colleen and Kim because I feel like I liked both of them. I feel like Kim was quiet for the most part; he did his job. But Colleen, am I mixing the two up? I, Colleen, no, you didn't. No, yeah, oh, yeah, Colleen, she gave what she needed to. I feel like she was a solid rookie, and I think that they were a good partnership together. They just matched up with the wrong against the wrong people in elimination but I feel like they were a solid team and I I mean as much as they didn't really have a long period of time on the show I would enjoy them back on yeah Colleen also was in some drama a little bit too so I want her back but 
we get into Fessy's situations. He said he didn't put expectations on his time of the woman in the house. So, yeah, that's bad on that. Then both Laurel and Horacio said that they were dating other people prior to filming and coming to the house. The one thing that Laurel was more so taken back of was that Horacio was looking to be more serious as a girl that he was talking to. But her feelings had already gotten involved uh, at that point. Now, like, they're cool. They've seen each other since. But they aren't 100% there on both ends for more than what it is at the moment. Which is um, mature on both of their parts and realizing, I think that Horacio in the moment realized that he was not completely ready to go there. And I just think that the, the smartest thing to do was just let the person know immediately before anything goes deeper, because then that's where it continues to get messy. And I think as for Laura, we've seen her in plenty of relationships, including the person that was sitting in front of her at the reunion and you know, how she is in relationships and stuff like that. So cool for them for understanding the situation in the moment. And I think that was probably the most, I, I know it hurt Laurel in the moment, but I feel like that was the most mature outcome that could have happened for the both of them in the long yeah. run. Like that's what it's supposed to be. Then that's a Nathan and Johnny who obviously, they hooked up prior to the reunion the night before, which I feel like I knew this. I told you this when they were recording doing the reunion that they hooked up. So I'm like, this is no surprise. And all around, like, she also at times had that man blocked. So that's just... She said she, he was blocked in that moment in time, but she hooked up with him the night before, which, do whatever you want to do. I, You know, again, with her, I'm, I'm just not interested in seeing more of her. Johnny is cool. I just think that he also had a comment too where he he kind of understood like he called he said messy fussy like you know who you're dealing with and I feel like Johnny knows the vibes like he knows he's a fuckboy he understands his brand and persona and to I mean to his credit he he kind of digs into it more especially for the TV but Johnny Norris is not a storyline that I want to see occur again and I feel like I am just by speaking on it so I'm just I feel like I'm speaking it to existence honestly all right we're gonna move on uh please <laughs> to um the showmans of the season with Nelson and Olivia where at this point in time um they are not a thing uh, Olivia admitted that she had pushed Nelson away after filming while while Nelson was really left sick um, for her. And this situation was just very odd to me. I feel like because Nelson's like hung up on the fact that like oh he was like people around her are telling her that not to mess with him because of his past. And he was really down about not want not being in a relationship with Olivia. And she, but she owned up to her stuff on her end like it's all it's me like I went through she went through trauma like on the show like the nose thing happened and like that hurt, that hurt her so it took her some time to try to get herself back on her feet and I think at the moment she realized like I don't think that I'm ready for whatever is next with nose okay I, I I completely get that I just think that there's also another 
layer of Nelson and Olivia with Olivia having some background of racial likes and comments and things like that. And so that's an element of the relationship where I don't think that she probably would have addressed on screen or at all. But I do think that it's important to note that she it's in her past history. And so that ultimately could be a factor in why she didn't want to take it as serious. And as for Nelson, I just feel like he needs to slow down. I, I think that Nelson is kind of maturing. I see where he's coming from in certain instances and he's taking accountability in things that he does. However, I just think that he thought it was going to be something. And I think he needs to realize that, listen, not every person that you meet is going to be the one. And just because you want to be with the person does not mean that that person wants to be with you. So, yeah, he has to go through that on TV. But at the same time, I just think that with her past history, you can kind of take a little lesson on what you're going to be dealing with in the long run or maybe not deal with i should say because i i she's never cleared it up into my knowledge so the fact that she's never addressed it but it is out there that she has have like racially motivated comments it's just like i can't i don't know what side you fall on and i don't want to get into the fetishization of black men but that is where the line of where it, it kind of leads to me with her. So, yes, yeah, she was going through trauma. I'm not dismissing any of that other stuff that she went through. But I'm saying there's also another layer of what she, who she is or who she hasn't addressed on screen that I feel like that context is missing in terms of this whole relationship or non-relationship. With no yeah. Story. It's really funny, too, because her ex-boyfriend who she wanted to live island with was literally Nelson with <laughs> this, this, this half black which is very fitting but like they're just kind of the same in, in a sense like her, her whole time on love island was like she led almost led someone on then ended up with the guy she won with because she was like I need somebody to latch on and yeah basically but I wish Nelson the best, you know. Um, he deserves someone to love him for all he is. Because he, like you said, is growing, maturing. He's not the man we saw with Angela. So. <laughs> and God, please, we do not want to see that person back, okay? Please. So, Godspeed, Nelson. We'll see how you are rest of the future. Moving on to, well, speaking more of Nelson, actually, we t- get into him and Fessy's friendship of a checkered past. They both are in a good place as friends. They are real cool outside the game. Made sense for them to work together this season. And Fessy said that they are very similar to one another. So that's why they click. And Nelson was like in a very good place, I guess, and that he didn't want to act on revenge because people wanted him to get his lick back on Fessy, but he said that's not in him to do that, and they're good. People, a.k.a. Corey, which I don't blame Corey, even though he was not invited nor there. I don't blame him for feeling how he felt because he was 
front and center in how the whole situation had happened where Fessy did betray Nelson and sent him home. So I get it. And as for Nelson, I feel like in the moment I, I was saying that he shouldn't believe Fessy. And I still don't think that he should fully. I think that he should tread lightly because even though he's saying one thing and he's showing one thing at this point in time, Fessy has shown that he can turn in any moment and be selfish. And so Nelson needs to not take it personal, but understand like people are going to people and he needs to make sure that he has them at a distance where he needs to, rather than embracing them and making them feel more comfortable because once they're comfortable with you, they're going to hurt you more. So that's where Nelson is like messing up with this whole situation. Yeah. And I've, I I didn't write it down, but I just remember Fessy had said something in a sense of like their friendship is like convenient. And I'm like, friendship shouldn't be convenient. It should be unconditional. And I'm like, this is Fessy's skewed idea of being friends of Nelson. Like you said, he needs to tread lightly because that man is for himself. And how that's going to fare within the next couple of seasons, I don't know. But Nelson, I feel like this needs someone that is really going to be down for him as a friend. Like Corey is all the time for him when Corey's not there. And I don't know if Fessy will be that in the long run. I doubt it. No. (laughs) And then, like, Jordan said that Nelson is very honorable and has integrity. Someone tweeted, why are y'all lying to this man in gaslighting? (laughs) (laughs) I think that they, I don't. I don't know if they really understand the levity of things that they say. I feel like they, like most of them just get on there and just say anything. And we've seen it, whether it's in the confessionals, whether it's, you know, whatever setting that they're in, they just get on there and say anything. Like, honestly, truly. And I think that because Nelson has shown growth and who he is and a different side of him, that doesn't automatically give you those adjectives of being honorable and having integrity like that's like and it's jordan so i'm not even taking that at you have no room to call anybody honorable bro you have no room to say that anyone has integrity child bar like when i saw that tweet like i should remember who tweeted it i just remember seeing that is gaslighting (laughs) where are y'all baby i am baby blake where are y'all telling this band is like, this is a grown man. Y'all telling him, oh, he's honorable and tech and he has integrity. For what? Like, I get it. Like, Nelson plays a game with his heart asleep. And it's at a detriment at times. We've seen it multiple times. And I'm like, how's that honorable at times? Like, I get it. Like, like when your heart asleep is fine. But when you wear your heart asleep and are stupid, that's not honorable. So, and I think that people also with him, like, also growing, I think people are taking his kindness to their advantage. So, like, like, like what we saw this season when he got power, Devin was in his ear. And he's, like, leaning on Devin because of loyalty, obviously, from them knowing each other since already one, having that. And I'm like, sometimes even if you know people for so long, not a lot of them have your best interests at heart. And I think that's what he also needs to realize. Like, 
these people are not actually looking out for you, like for real. They're just looking for you, out for you, for their own agendas. So, yeah. And we get to a fan question where it's about Chauncey, who he tweeted um, something about the girls on a season um, being fake. And who was he talking about? He said that he was talking about Nisa. He talked about it with her on the podcast because she called Amber a snake. And he said he knew people were talking about them behind their backs. And he also called out Narice. And um, when Narice spoke up, I'm like, hit dogs howling. Because she was like, who told them that the big girls had a group chat trashing Amber? I'm like, if it's not true, just say it's not true. Don't say, oh, who told them who we did it? It's giving you did it. I do 100% believe that there was a group chat. I don't know if it was just based off of Amber, but I feel like there was a group chat of women on that show and they were talking shit ultimately in that group chat about Amber. Like, I don't think it was just solely basing off hating Amber, but it definitely came up. And so Norris was just upset that she got called out and basically she got found because this whole season, Norris really had no real motive to hate Amber. She had no real she she didn't know her so it was just odd from the beginning where she felt like she needed to state that amber's fake that this and that and it was just like we 100 percent believe that this has happened and so whoever said it i mean they were in the group chat too so i don't know what their part of it was in talking about amber but at the end of the day i believe it happened yeah i do too because i'm like Y'all are too grown to be acting like this. And like for what? Over somebody who does nothing to nobody. That's the part that gets me. Amber does nothing to nobody. And y'all just mad, mad or hitting her for what? It's it's, it's always been weird. And I, I still blame Amber M. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> then we get into the last segment that we're going to talk about which is the mental health segment. And they talked about Tori's own journey with her mental health. She said she learned to heal from her own down times and she's grown from it, still growing from it. And then we find out that Amber was recently diagnosed as autistic. She says like she really needed help after 38 because she was like something is a little bit off. Like she took pills and medication for depression, anxiety, and nothing was helping her. So she got diagnosed and she noticed like she's been struggling in social settings and she knows now she got other traits that reflect her autism diagnosis. So props to her for speaking up on it. I like this conversation about like women getting diagnosed with things like later on in life because no one like notices it or takes the time to really care about it. I give her props for doing that. But like it really opened up that conversation online about women being diagnosed with stuff. So yeah, I, I I think I don't I didn't know how to process, you know, the diagnosis of what she said, but when she really went through it and kind of explained everything that she's been through, it makes sense. It adds up. I think that we've seen Amber in the past couple of seasons that she's been on where she is in social settings and has awkwardness and 
the mirroring is one thing that I noticed that she said that was a trait. And I feel like that's something that I've definitely seen Amber do. And where people, quote unquote, call her fake, that's probably what they're seeing because they don't know how to take what she's doing. However, comma, I just think that now we have a few layers of how people are going to, one, react to Amber and to some of the comments that were made after Amber had made the diagnosis where people have just shown their true colors and just shown their ass. And I think I want to start with one, how Amber's been treated. I think that we've spoken about this previously a lot of times because it's been happening continuously with Amber where she gets mistreated on the show. They call her fake. I think Devin was probably the worst this season who needed to really, he was the one who needed to pay for his crimes because he really dogged Amber and really projected his energy of being a snake and being evil and plotting and doing all those other things. And he projected that onto Amber. And I feel like that was absolutely nasty behavior, especially from a man. Tuck your tail, sir, next time. I hope that $350,000 that you won can help you tuck your tail next time because you are absolutely disgusting for doing that. Like, I'm not going to forget that. And I think that with... And, and Johnny made a comment too about how, you know, when they're in the pressure cooker, things can seem a little heated, but they're all there for Amber. And he's basically saying that they support Amber and what she's going through. Johnny, that is not want an excuse or an apology for how y'all have treated this girl and I just think that basically what he tried to just dismiss her and say like hey girl we're in a pressure situation because we're all trying to win a million dollars and everything that we've said about you because basically we've hated on you it's not our fault like basically it's just us being under pressure you're 45 years old Johnny like at some point it you can't be under pressure so much that you're a hater it's like that doesn't even add up. So that comment, I'm just going to leave that right where his hairline is in the back. Uh, Wait, real Amber. quick. Wait, yeah. real quick. On on the Johnny note, I'm like, it has nothing really else to do with, like, being in the house. It more so has to do with her life in general. She said all her life, like, she knew, like, she, something was at least a little bit off. And she has is she had an issue with, like, being in social settings prior to coming to the show. Like, this has nothing fully to do with being on the show. It has to do with her life in general. The past 30-some-odd years, she's been on this on this earth. She's had issues with dealing with things in life. has nothing to do with being in a goddamn predator for three months out of a year. I, I, I get that, but I think he was saying for more than how they were reacting to her. Like, because they have been mistreating Amber, they're, he's basically making the excuse and saying that they're in a pressure cooker and that's why they treat her that way. Which is not an excuse. Y'all are yeah. fucking haters. Like, yeah. that, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm coming from. Like, don't try to make an excuse about y'all mistreating somebody. Like, we've seen it front in hand, yeah. how y'all treat her. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't come up and say that now as like, my bad girl, like, we under pressure. Like no. what kind of what kind of explanation is that? No, like it's so dumb. Like we, y'all ripped her for three months out of a year, and you're being rude to her for no reason. Like that is bully behavior. Like y'all are too grumpy doing this. I get it. 
y'all are there for your legends. But be human at times. Have some decency. Because y'all don't got that. Especially Johnny. So he could have kept that kind of to himself. Period. Uh, as for the other side of things where we've heard people after the fact mention her and dealing with her mental health and Tori out of all people who we had about 85 minutes this season about her mental health and going through what she went through for her to get on a podcast and say that basically she lied about being on medication. That that's not your business, Tori. It's not your business. It's not your place. Just because you felt comfortable opening up your story that doesn't mean that she should have felt comfortable doing that either. And I think that between her and Anissa, basically saying that she was faking <laughs> her men- mental health because this lady is pregnant. I, 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 Y'all are like, unwell. I, I, very unwell. Like, I can't even just wrap my mind around them even saying these things about her when... She was very vulnerable at a time where she is more vulnerable because she's more hormonal. She's going through a different phase in her life. She's literally growing a human being. And the fact is is that you guys are compounding on top of it and making it worse. When this girl is still being open, she's open to be friendly with people. She's still like, I'm cool with you guys. I'm going through this, but I still want to, you know, be friends and be open. Amber, I hope for God's sake, you just take a break from the show, even after your pregnancy, after, you know, you go through the other side of motherhood, just take a break from these people because they have shown it doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter what you're going through. They are just nasty individuals. And I just don't think that she needs to be around it. And I'm glad that she has Chauncey behind her, supporting her because he seems like he's very supportive. I pray that the rest of her family is continuously being supportive for her as well. And hope that she has friends outside of this situation that are friendly because every, and I'm talking about from everyone, like whenever she talks, you can see the shift in how people look in their face. And it's just like, bro, what did she do? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, I can't even fathom it. I'm sorry. Just, I, I just, I'm just, it's upsetting to see and I really just wish that like I said she take a break and I also wish that people would just stop being haters at you're you're grown like just cut it out the only person I saw aside from Chauncey um speak up on Twitter was Jack like he was writing at dawn for Amber this he was like the science is deafening from the other cast members, even from the challenge himself. Like, they gave us that mental health thing at the end of the show, but nothing on social and support of Amber. I'm like, are y'all okay? No, but y'all not okay. And I'm answering that question. No. Yeah, no. This is the same show that came back and brought us somebody as a redemption arc who made monkey noises at a black person. Like, I'm sorry. This is This is what we're dealing with here. Yeah, it was like the whole everything on social media has just been. I'm just a guest, and it's like people need to atone for the things that they said and not hide behind what they said and actually own it. Like if you're gonna be mean, just be mean, but also own it, Tori. Like don't be giving us goddamn excuses because you look stupid. Like 
I think I should. I think I texted you a clip, uh, not a clip, but screenshot of someone messaging Tori about what she said, and she was like complaining, complaining it of depression. It's like two different things. I'm not even gonna get into. It. I didn't see it. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into it because I don't care about. I, I don't care about that girl. I'm sorry. Like it's yeah. Whatever she's going through, Godspeed, my sister. But I don't care. <laughs> It was just in response to everything that said was said on the podcast. I'm like, ma'am, just say you fucked up. Just say you fucked up. Don't give us a dumbass exp- explanation about it. Just say you fucked up and move on. And don't come back on this damn podcast ever again. I'm tired of her and you on that podcast because that's a fail on their part. Where is uh, Davon and Devin? Devin was on this week's podcast. Davon wasn't on. Yeah, I, I need those two to really hold it down and get 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 those other two out of there, please. Cause okay, I didn't want to train. I didn't want to move it to the Tory, but it just was on my mind. But all in all, as long as Amber has the right to purchase and live her, that's all that matters. Hoping that in this new journey, she does continue to deal with who she is now and embrace that part of her and get the community that she has been wanting as well because the community of people in the challenge that's not what she needs and that's not what who she really wants to be with I feel like because they are not the ones that will be rooting for her there's gonna be a select few who have some decency but that's it everybody else on that show no but I wish Amber the best with everything excited to see her on global that also that pissed me off too because even after this diagnosis was made public to them, it was used against her on Global. Like, people are unwell and unhinged and are and need to not come back on the show because you are not a good person if you do that. I, I didn't I didn't know that context, but I guess I'll see it when it airs next week. No, but she didn't do it on the show. It was, like, prior to, like, it was, like, before they, it was not, it was not on camera. No, I'm saying, like, I will see how they treat her on the oh, show. yeah, okay. But, in a sense, it's, like, after you know this about a person, you guys go film for something else, and you still do the same things, you are not a good person. And you are not someone that should be around that person. Because you don't know that person like that, to be doing that. And after you know something about that, shut up and go on for your life. That's it. I... I I would drag her even more, but you know, I'm I'm over that blonde lady. So yeah. <laughs> Cause after this, I'm like, I want nothing to do with some of these people anymore. So we're gonna move on into these tweets. Uh some of these we're gonna laugh, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> Cause the mood is we all we are at war right now. So the first tweet, Turbo, flashes money. Nelson, take this and buy a brain. Yeah, I, I feel like I like Turbo. I think he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Because <laughs> most of it's like, oh, okay. Like, or whatever. The person that tweeted that, though, they posted a, a meme of Chloe and Howie looking like aghast and shocked. So I was like, that's funny. The next one, I can't believe Nani was trying to take credit for Turbo's win. 
I knew she was delusional, but this might be her worst one. <laughs> the silence is deafening. We're going to move on. <laughs> Why did Anissa tell Mariah she's so much older than her, so they have nothing in common? Then it's literally Bestie to Tori, who is only three years older than Mariah. I, I don't... I, I I don't I don't have the furniture. I'm sorry, I really fucking don't. I don't want to see her again at this point. I really don't. Like she she's nasty. Her and her suede boots can get the fuck out of my face. All right. <laughs> um, the last week because we already went out to war for Amber. Okay, this last week won't end off. So Amber went on and got tested for autism because she wanted to know why these people hated her and gave up her for no reason. What they say as fake was really just her autistic symptoms. No, because I'm ready to fight. And props to everybody on Twitter who was really going at it and holding people to task about their treatment of her. So props to everybody. Wins for for Amber, like us. We gonna hold people to task about this because like y'all are unwell and y'all need to seek better help. Yes. Betterhelp.com is something that I've heard. So please, we don't have an ad for them, <laughs> we don't have a code, but you can you can go on there and start your journey in seeking the help that you so damn surely need because it's really insane at the treatment that we've seen and are going to see clearly on the next upcoming season. So fun times ahead. That is the end of this episode. We are done with season 38. It's a freaking wrap, very long season. And we are not done. No, we're not done. We have the global challenge starting next week. So it's the USA. It is the UK. It is Australia and it is Argentina. All of the winners on those shows will be on this global competition, as well as some people that we know from the USA version. And they will be sprinkled on, bring brought on. It's just going to be a mix of world challengers. And I feel like some of these seasons have just been airing, are currently airing right now in their respective city, country, states. So there's a lot that is continuing to happen on this show. But, yeah, I mean, Global is happening next week. It is on Paramount if you want to watch it. I think it airs at 12 Eastern, which is 12 noon on Paramount every Wednesday. So if you want to watch along, you can. want to listen, we'll be back to review that. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod. You can follow Megan at Mix and Hines. You can follow myself at ace underscore s5 you can watch this podcast on youtube at dual lines podcast if you would like we are putting a gofundme link for someone who actually brought us together respectively uh how we met is through this person and they're going through a tough time right now so we're going to put a gofundme link in the description uh bar below if you want to donate to their gofundme so thank you guys for listening have a great week and we'll see you guys next week bye Bye.